Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. We might have mud on the tires again later on this afternoon, tonight, some showers in the forecast. You get on some of the gravel and dirt roads, could have a little mud on your tires. Good morning, shank of the day. It's chore time here at Wax 104.5. Bob and Jill with you this morning as we take a look at the chores. We'll talk a little farm safety. We'll also talk about, uh, well, one young member from around our area, and the FFA is going to uh, play in the, what, national band, Jill? The National Honors Band. All right, down at the FFA convention in October. We'll talk to that young lady from the Whitehall FFA, and we'll uh, talk about other things. Maybe the big story this morning is the weather. Did you check temperatures around the state this morning? I don't know. It's chilly at home. <laughs> the windows are closed, so that means go. it's chilly well, at home. A good decision on your part, but I just I always check this time of the year when things start to change. Land of Lakes this morning is 29, Eagle River is 30, Ashland 31, Superior is at 32, oh, Medford 35 this morning, Black River Falls 34. There are some cool spots out there. And I'm sure some of those uh, potted plants and uh, other flower borders around the house in those areas, a little bit chilly this morning, but we will get up to about 60. And uh, we're not going to get out of this. Well, the only reason we're going to get out of the 60s is maybe the first part of next week will be in the 50s. So we'll talk about that, too, as we go along and look at our weather forecast. And uh, exports around the country are... uh, around Wisconsin, rather, as far as food, forestry, those kinds of things, going pretty well. Egg production catching up, but not quite. Always some big numbers to look at there. As far as coming in this morning, no fog. It's pretty clear out there. No animals running around. Well, I had I actually took up 50. I came up 53 instead of 94 this morning because I've got gates in the back of the truck, and there were deer standing in the middle of the road. So, I said, excuse me? Yeah, get out of the road. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of them. I know we were having supper at my place in town again. Half a dozen deer standing in my backyard, and, you know, I'm right in the middle of town here. So there are plenty of deer out there. So bull hunters, get to work and fill the freezers because we've got an awful lot of deer, whether you're in town or in the country. But uh, we'll look at other farm news and calendar things going on around the area. We'll check that. Jill's got the calendar, and so uh, she'll put that in order and take a look at some of those numbers as well this morning. But uh, temperatures are cooling off. This is National Farm Safety Week. September is Farm Safety Month as we uh, start the harvest in earnest around the country. And here, of course, we're looking at the corn silage harvest. People say, well, what do you mean we when we give the crop report and all that sort of stuff, we talk about Four million acres planted of corn, but only uh, three million as far as the crop, because a million of that 
goes to corn silage. It doesn't go to corn grain here in Wisconsin, unlike places like uh, Illinois and Indiana where they don't have so much silage. We have a lot of corn silage that gets put up right now. So when you see the corn harvest going on, that's not for grain right now. That's uh, for silage going in bags and bunkers and uh, other storage devices out there. So, again, do it safely because uh, so far, cross your fingers, haven't heard of any farm accidents. Uh, have you down in your neighborhood heard of anybody? I have not. Seems like stuff is, hopefully, let's cross our fingers, it'll stay safe. I hope so. So, again, farm safety, we don't talk enough about that. But, uh, you know, remind the folks that are running that big machinery to be careful out there. If you got to work on it, shut it down because it is very unforgiving and, you know, a, a mental lapse of a couple seconds could cause a lifetime of agony. So be very, very careful. It's uh, Farm Safety Week here, and we want to keep everybody safe. Warm, keeping them warm, that might be another story. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. No more 70s, uh, at least for a while. About 60 today. It'll be cloudy, some scattered showers, and really scattered. They'll be moving through and maybe a better chance later on this afternoon and this evening for those showers. Again, during high school football, it'll get about 60 today, down to 44 or so overnight. Tomorrow, just partly cloudy, 66. Cloudy on Sunday, 67. And Monday and Tuesday, right around 60 degrees. Wednesday, looks like a fully sunny day. The high of 61 right now in the Chippewa Valley, 44 degrees. But as we said, if you're in, uh, well, Medford, it's only 35. Black River Falls, it's 34. The winter again this morning, Land O'Lakes. 29 degrees in Land O'Lakes. September weather. Temperature is going to be in the 60s. Scattered showers later today, maybe for football tonight. So be prepared when you go to the games. Take your poncho along and whatever. 44 right now. It's a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. News time. A new poll finds a majority of Republicans do not believe former President Trump had classified documents stored at his Mar-a-Lago resort. A poll released Thursday by Marquette Law School found that 39% of respondents who identified as Republican believe Trump had classified documents, while 61% did not. On the other hand, it found 93% of Democrats believe Trump was in possession of classified documents, as did 65% of independents. The CEO of one of America's largest banks is warning of a possible recession. During testimony before a Senate committee, Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan Chase said this is due to multiple factors. Rising rates, you know, more inflation, war in Ukraine, which is deteriorating, oil prices, which I still think are kind of precarious. That remark came after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates in order to fight ongoing inflation. Reports out of Russia say government offices have been set on fire after Vladimir Putin's decision to send reserve troops to fight in Ukraine. Local news outlets in several Russian cities report vandalism at military recruitment centers, including Molotov cocktails being used to set fire to the buildings. It all comes after President Putin called up 300,000 Russian reservists earlier this week to fight in the Ukraine war. A Memphis woman whose home is for sale online has a problem. She isn't selling the house. Trey Thomas explains. The woman tells WREG her home was seen on real estate websites and she's not sure if it's a mistake or if she's the victim of a scam. She's owned the home for more than 30 years and has no plans to sell it. I'm Trey Thomas. And actress Lori Loughlin has landed her first lead movie role since getting out of prison. Lachlan spent two months behind bars after being convicted in a nationwide college admission scandal. Now she's starring in the movie Fall into Winter for the Great American Family Network. The film is set for release in January. I'm Mark Mayfield. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, here we go. Weather-wise... Cloudy, scattered showers through the later on today and into the evening. So if you're going to high school football or some other outdoor activity tonight, be prepared. You might have a few showers. 60 the high today. It'll be 44 overnight. Partly cloudy tomorrow, about 66. And it looks like uh, cloudy to partly cloudy right on through Tuesday, really. 
and temperatures in the low 60s to upper 50s. We'll look for Wednesday for full sun in 61. As we said, there are some cold spots around our area. Rice Lakes at 40, Medford 35. 42 in Wausau, 43 in La Crosse this morning, 41 at Green Bay, Madison, Sun Prairie. Checking in at 43 this morning. Milwaukee at 48. And uh, as we said, Black River Falls is at 34 and Superior 32, Ashland 31. It's cool out there. 44 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our Friday morning look at the markets. And let's start with Jill and the livestock numbers. Choice fed beef steers are 143 to 159 and a half with mixed at 96 to 142. Choice fed beef heifers are 142 to 152 with mixed at 80 to 141. Choice fed Holstein steers are 130 to 145 with select and silage fed at 80 and a half to 129. Cows are 65 to 99, with bulls at 65 to 118. Butcher hogs are 75 to 90, with sows at 58 and down. Boars are 22 to 26. Shorn market lambs are 90 to 102. Unshorn market lambs are 80 to 102. And feeder lambs are 75 to $2. At the Mercantile Exchange, as we look at these uh, prices... And the uh, live cattle contracts: October one forty four eighty five down a dollar two. December one forty nine thirty five down a dollar forty. In February one fifty three seventy seven down a dollar twelve. Feeder cattle for September one seventy eight twenty up two. October one seventy seven ninety seven down a dollar and a quarter. Lean hog carcass contracts: October closed at ninety four twelve. That was uh, down thirty. December at eighty five sixty seven. Again, that was also lower by about seventy cents. And February hogs eighty nine seventy five, and uh, that was down eighty cents. As we look at the uh, livestock futures, board of trade, we had uh, corn and wheat higher yesterday. Soybeans lower, but the market's under pressure. Harvest pressure, a stronger dollar. What's going on in the Ukraine overnight? Markets were lower. December corn down eight cents at six seventy nine. The oats down eleven at four oh five. December wheat down thirteen at eight ninety seven. November beans down nine at fourteen forty eight. And soybean meal for December down two dollars and fifty cents a ton, four hundred twenty six dollars and forty cents. Barrel cheese up a cent and a half at two nineteen. The blocks down three and a quarter at two dollars a pound. Butter up another two and a quarter, sitting at three dollars and thirteen cents a pound. September class three down one, nineteen eighty seven. October down twenty four at twenty one forty six. November down sixteen, twenty one twenty seven. December down twenty two at twenty one eighteen. And January unchanged at twenty ninety seven. As prices were unchanged, uh, maybe a little lower out through next summer. So that's where we are as far as our markets on a Friday morning at Wax, ten minutes after five o'clock. Temperature 44 right now. We'll get up to about 60 today. And, uh, again, sectional leadership workshops pretty much wrapping up as the, the young FFA members getting ready for FFA convention. And uh, it's time to strike up the band. We're going to hear from uh, one local member of the FFA that's going to be playing in the national band from the Whitehall FFA. We'll do that next right here on WAX. For those who work in Acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, the wax truck was out on an adventure. I caught up with Veda Goplin at the Section 3 leader, Sectional Leadership Workshops. She's kind of a big deal down here. She's heading down to National Convention as part of the National Band. 
So I first started by auditioning for the state level honors band after I completed my eighth grade year. Um, I got accepted. That's the earliest when you can start. You can be in it for five years or up until you're 21. So I was the youngest one in the band, and I continued in that for a few years, and I met some pretty cool people until my best friend Allie convinced me to try out for the national band with her. So um, she made it last year. I did not audition last year, but I auditioned with her this year, and we both made it this year. So we're super excited to go on another adventure together. So that national band what do you play i play the trumpet the best instrument out there and as you said you were part of the state honors band for a while why did you ever decide to even go for the state and then move on to the national my older sister kendra she did the choir and they she had lots of fun with it and i i wasn't a choir person i was more of the, the, the band nerd i just took my passion for music and playing the trumpet and combined it with my love for agriculture and there was just a perfect activity for me so when you head down to national convention do you have to go early what's your, kind of your schedule so i am down there for a full week saturday to saturday and i think we're down there for like four days just practicing um before the rest of the convention even gets there i've heard stories about the directors make you put ice on your lips so your lips don't get sore so you can play the entire time well at least they have a solution for it right I mean, this many years, I hope they would, because it really sounds painful. (laughs) Being down at National Convention, do you get a chance to see any of the rest of the convention, or do they keep you really practicing? Just from our schedule, it looks like we'll have lots of free time when we're not practicing or performing to explore the convention, meet other people, and just see what convention has has to offer. Have you been to convention before? I went last year for the first time, and it was lots of fun, and I'm excited to see what National Band has more opportunities for me. And what did you like about going to National Convention? The ride? No, not the bus ride. That was terrible. Um, <laughs> I really liked meeting all the different people and just seeing really how big our organization is because the people at convention was just a small fraction of the members that we actually have. And being a part of the band is such a cool thing to be able to represent our um, organization. How many years can you be in the National Band? Um, I think the National Band is until you age out of the, the 21, but most states don't even have a state band, so the national band is kind of a hard opportunity to take once you get out of high school and into college so most people usually do it their junior and senior year of high school well congratulations i look forward to hearing you down at the national convention in indianapolis and that was veda goplin down here at the whitehall ffa a member of the national ffa honors band and i'm joe welke and congratulations get accepted to uh, play in the national band or sing in the national chorus that's great, and we're, we'll get a hold of the folks over at uh, Cheryl Zimmerman over at the FFA and Spencer and find out who all the members of the band are from Wisconsin and all the members of the chorus are from Wisconsin because we always have a pretty good representation from our area. So looking forward to uh, to that. Good stuff. All right, we got all, well, it is a quarter after five. We've got some farm news to look at. We'll do that next. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Take a look at some of our farm news today. And Jill, it looks like the world wants what we've got in Wisconsin. And that's a good thing. Last year, Wisconsin food, forestry, and agricultural exports reached an all-time high of $3.96 billion. And as we get the near the end of 2022, it looks like another record sales year. Through the end of the second quarter in July, our foreign agricultural sales had already reached $2.18 billion, up over 14% from 2021. Through July, our dairy exports were up 37%, crops were up 14%, with meat up about 2%. Of our top 10 customers, only the United Kingdom and Germany have bought fewer egg products from us than they did a year ago. Canada, China, South Korea, Mexico, Japan, Finland, Italy, and Australia have all increased Wisconsin imports this year, and most of those are in double digits. Our best-selling products are our beverages and spirits, which are up about 66% from last year, a jump of $74 million. And we're talking egg production. Egg production across the country and across Wisconsin has just about recovered from the bird flu from earlier this year, but not quite. Nationally, egg production in August was just over $9 billion, down 2% from a year ago as the number of laying hens was down 3%. 
Iowa has regained the number one spot in the U.S. egg production in August with just over $1 billion. But that was down 275 million eggs from a year ago. Wisconsin is still down about 100,000 laying hens from last year as August egg output was just under 150 million, about 21 million fewer than in August of 2021. We continue to rank 17th in U.S. egg production. And uh, again, lots of eggs out there, although uh, egg prices are a little bit stiff right now compared to what we're used to. Yeah, they're not really showing it. I said I must have, like, little pieces of gold out in my chicken house. I was going to say, you sell, sell a few eggs on the side, don't you? I do. Uh, good for you. Well, you got to make some money, but Wisconsin does sell a lot of product. And uh, as Jill said, we're ahead. We currently rank 13th among U.S. states in total ag exports and first for the export of ginseng root... Prepared and preserved cranberries, raw fur skins, cattle semen, whey and milk products, specialty cheeses, and prepared and preserved sweet corn. And Wisconsin also ranks sixth in uh, total cheese exports. First in production, but sixth in total cheese exports. Coming up a little bit on farm safety. As again, we're into the harvest season Choppers are going. The corn silage is coming off. We'll do that next here on Wax. Again, 44 degrees right now. We'll get about 60 today. Chance of some scattered showers, maybe some showers during the high school football games too tonight. So take your ponchos along with you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The harvest is underway and will continue for a while this fall in Wisconsin. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Charity, the optimum word is safety. And uh, there are ways out there to farm safer and resources out there as well to help in that manner. That's right, Bob. Agriculture is known as one of the most dangerous industries in America. Every day, about 100 agricultural workers suffer a lost time work injury. And the agriculture industry is consistently at the highest risk for occupational injuries and fatalities, with an equivalent of 23 deaths per 100,000 workers. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Keith Bryan, technical service specialist at Chris Hansen, shares more on the work that they're doing to help prepare farmers to be safer during harvest and their Silo Solve Safe program. Routinely, Christian Hansen focuses on safety with respect to our silage inoculants going into silage products and therefore being integral in the harvest process. So from a practical standpoint, we have the SAFE program, and the SAFE program focuses on safety of employees, safety of use of our products, and overall safety during harvest. So we'll come out and do pre-harvest meetings with harvesting crews and talk about the need for fluorescent, bright-colored hats and vests, operating equipment, and the interplay with people on the ground throughout the harvest process and making silage bunkers and piles. We'll focus on maintaining safe inoculants, water quality for for mixing inoculants, water temperature for keeping those microbial-based products alive and viable throughout the harvest process and inoculant process. Those are just a few examples of what we do and how we do it. This year's theme is protecting agriculture's future for National Farm Safety and Health Week. So what does that mean to you guys at Kristen Hansen? Well, I mean, you can look at the future a couple different ways. Protecting the future is on an immediate basis, making sure that every employee that comes to work on any particular day returns home safely at the end of their workday. And so trying to avoid or prevent accidents and injuries And that becomes even more important when we think about the hustle and bustle surrounding harvest and making sure that uh, children are nowhere near the environment where harvest is taking place and or silage is being moved or put into a bunker or pile. Too often we see or hear of accidents around some hazardous areas, a variety of farms, whether it's 
uh, manure handling and storage or silage handling and storage or feed handling and storage. And too often we're focused on the job at hand, don't pay particular attention to our environment and our surroundings. And we want to make sure that Everybody's aware that this could be a dangerous time in a somewhat dangerous place, and we need to make sure that everybody remains safe, including children that may be curious, just wanting to see the process happen and possibly get caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. So do you guys have any data that you've seen to compare to like past years for why you guys have started this initiative? Well, the initiative actually goes back to being in line with the Heath Bolson Silage Safety Foundation and some of their efforts to make sure that people who come to work return home safely. There have been too many incidences where silage pile has collapsed and trapped and or killed someone. I can think of a couple in particular over the past couple years, and it's just a matter of getting the message out to make people more cognizant of the process. What can farmers do to be safe during harvest? Can you talk about what the SAFE program is that you guys have and what it stands for? So the Silosov SAFE program, S-A-F-E, is as follows. The S represents silage inoculant, and so safety using silage inoculants in terms of making sure that the water is sufficient quality and temperature to ensure that those microorganisms or beneficial bacteria that are in those silage inoculants remain live and viable and can do the job that they're intended to do. Then the A refers to application, so safe application of those inoculants would include maintaining cool water temperatures in the application or the tank that has the hydrated inoculants in it on the chopper as the crop is chopped and the inoculant is applied. Then the F stands for feed from the standpoint of basically putting that harvested forage into a bag, bunker, pile, or pit to allow it to ferment, but also the safe removal of that feed into a TMR wagon and then safely taking that feed to the feed bunk of the cows. And then lastly is employees, making sure that everybody understands what their roles, responsibilities, and expectations are for the tasks at hand during harvest, storage, and or feed out, making sure that they're aware of their surroundings and the comings and goings of other people as well as equipment. On top of that, there's eight areas of silage safety awareness. Can you explain what those are? The eight areas of silage safety awareness include fatigue, complacency, truck and tractor rollover, fall from height, equipment entanglement, avalanche or silage collapse, silage gases, and then drug and alcohol abuse. And I think a quick cursory review of each of those eight is warranted. So obviously, we end up having extremely long and tiring days during the harvest season. A lot of times, those days could be 12, 14, or 16 hours, and there's a lot of activity that happens from harvesting the crop to transporting it from the field to the silo structure, whatever that may be, getting it pushed up, packed, ultimately uh, covered and sealed. And so fatigue and complacency kind of go hand in hand. I think about my own experiences when I'm extremely tired, I don't pay attention to all the details that I should. Sometimes I get to going faster than I should as well. And that's generally when accidents happen. So make sure that People have sufficient rest throughout the day, even if it's a 15-minute water break in the shade. Encourage them to focus on the minor details that eventually collectively make up the greater process. Tractor rollovers and even fall from height, we don't really think about those things. But obviously, if we get onto slopes greater than about uh, 10 or 12 percent, uh, rollovers are possible. When we look at piles and people around those piles, I mean, sidewalls to a bunker could be 12 to 15 feet tall. Therefore, the peak of the silage in those bunkers could be 18 feet. 
to 20 feet, and we want to make sure that people are staying away from edges that uh, present a safety risk in terms of falls. Obviously, when we get into equipment entanglement, whenever we're working around machinery with rotating engines and or PTO shafts, maintaining appropriately fitting clothing, not loose, dangling type uh, sleeves or pant legs will reduce the likelihood of a human becoming entangled in equipment. And then we all know that whenever we have a pile or bunker of silage, if we don't maintain the shape of the face of that pile or bunker, Adequately, we can create an overhang, and overhangs are destined to fall in the form of an avalanche or a collapse. The other thing that has kind of gone by the wayside here of late in terms of focal point for safety awareness is the fact that the silage can produce some noxious gases. Breathing those gases could be extremely toxic or fatal. So we need to be aware that these yellow or orange gases produced by silage at or near the time of completion or just after we seal the silo with black-white plastic, those gases can be extremely dangerous. And like any other job, we want to make sure that they're not influenced or intoxicated based on over-the-counter or illicit drugs and or alcohol consumption during process. It's dangerous enough for a completely sober person to avoid fatigue and complacency. So there's plenty of things to focus on. Sometimes it becomes a burden because it's all encompassing, but better operations are doing it correctly and they're focusing on safety because in order to effectively and efficiently go through the daily process surrounding harvest, they need to avoid accidents and injuries and even fatalities on a regular basis so that everybody gets home safely. Good advice because again, this is National Farm Safety Week and we're starting to get it on that corn silage. Great feed, but again, make sure you understand what you're dealing with and as he said, don't be don't be taking a six pack out there when you're chopping or packing or doing something like that. Do it safely. How about some uh, news? We'll catch up with that coming up on Wax and we'll get the weather. Well, you waited long enough. For Morgan, that is. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. Morning, Morgan. What's going on? Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll start with headlines that keep us in our state as there could be a delay in trial for a man accused of speeding through the Waukesha Christmas Parade. Darrell Brooks Jr.'s lawyer yesterday filed a motion to withdraw from the case. Brooks is supposed to go on trial a little less than two weeks. This is the latest change for the defense as he originally planned on an insanity defense but then later changed his mind. Brooks is facing life in prison for killing six and injuring 60 others in an attack last year. In headlines that bring us closer to us, an incident this week in Lake Alley leads to an arrest and multiple charges. Police officers arrived after there were reports of a dark blue Chevy Impala parked in a strange driveway. When police arrived, 53-year-old James Taylor from Eau Claire backed his car into the marked Lake Halley patrol vehicle, hitting the driver's side front brush guard as well as a small fence, and then drove forward and stopped, backing up a second time into a residence. Eventually, he hit the patrol vehicle again, causing damage, and then after a short chase, officers placed him under arrest for various offenses, including a fourth OWI. He was taken to a Chippewa County Jail for processing. We look to the political stage where it was D.C. with wheels down and MKE. Vice President Kamala Harris visiting Milwaukee, and that included a chat with Democratic state prosecutors, but it was politics on her mind. Harris spoke to Democratic attorneys general yesterday, but she also visited with young voters and Hispanic leaders in the city. And Milwaukee is key to the Democrats' plan to win Wisconsin and, of course, our state key to plans to retake the U.S. Senate. Milwaukee Congressman Gwen Moore traveled with the vice president, though U.S. Senate candidate Mandela Barnes did not. We take a peek onto campus and see that there are more students carrying backpacks this fall at UW schools than any time since 2018. Now, not every campus saw an increase. UW-Madison, Green Bay, Superior, and UW-Lacrosse all did see enrollment bumps up. Here in Eau Claire, though, that wasn't the case. And across our state, uh, other campuses were either flat or actually saw a few fewer students this year. Just a heads up that a Fond du Lac meat company is issuing a voluntary recall. 
We have some information online, 715newsroom.com. You can see that full list. And how about a big, tall glass of cold milk this morning? Nothing quite beats that. But uh, no use crying over this. There was a collision that involved a milk truck in Rubicon. And uh, 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster spills the details. The sheriff's office says a milk truck and a FedEx truck collided outside Rubicon yesterday morning. It happened at the intersection of County Highway P and County Highway N. The wreck spread boxes along the side of the road and ripped a hole in the milk truck that left milk pouring down the streets. Both truck drivers were taken to a local hospital to be treated. I'm John DeMaster. And of course, there's only one way to get that milk out, so we better go back to the barn with Bob Bolsold, Jill Welke, and the Midwest Farm Show. Live, local, and right along with you on Wax 104.5. Thank you, Morgan. Yeah, the old milk truck <laughs> got tipped over and opened up. Well, I don't think it's because of fog, but uh, let's find out. Check our weather. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good. Well, there's some place. I was looking, scanning the uh, temperature wire. I see Land Lakes 29, Superior 32, mm-hmm. Eagle River 30. There's some chilly spots out there this morning. Some very chilly spots. And we do have some uh, frost advisories uh, even close to our neck of the woods, but there's some freeze warnings. Uh, to the far northeastern part of the state, too. So, yeah, cold start to the morning. But uh looks like today we'll have a not really warm up too much, actually. We'll have some cloud cover, mostly staying dry. Now, we may have some scattered showers, but only warming up to around the upper 50s. Later tonight, though, we'll have a little bit better chance at some showers. And being that we'll have that cloud cover hanging around, our lows will only dip to around the 50-degree mark. So a little bit of a relatively warmer night. Otherwise, tomorrow, just a slight chance at some showers on and off. But otherwise, mostly cloudy with mid-60s for our highs. Sunday, we'll have a good bit of sunshine, but breezy. We could have winds gusting nearly 35, uh, even close to 40 miles per hour on Sunday. So very windy day with a mid to upper 60s on tap. And then more sunshine in store for Monday, but temperatures cool off into the low 60s for our highs. Tuesday, more sunshine, but even cooler with uh, only upper 50s on tap. And we could have some frost through uh, some of those overnights with lows into the upper 30s and low 40s. And going into Wednesday, mostly sunny, low 60s. And Thursday, we'll slowly warm it up, but still below average, mostly into the mid-60s. Right now, a bit of a chilly morning in Eau Claire with a temperature of 44 degrees and some clouds now starting to roll in. And take your poncho to the football game tonight, huh, maybe? I was going to say, I think that almost goes without saying. You know, we can just uh, assume that every Friday it's going to rain because that's what it's been all year for those poor high schoolers. I think so, and uh, no sense changing it now. Thanks, Mike. (laughs) Absolutely, Bob. You have a good weekend. There he goes, Mike Dandry over there in the weather room. Our weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans is right for you. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Brent's here and we've got markets to get to, but uh, we've also got calendar to take a look at. And uh, Kristen, who joins you on Monday morning here, Kristen Smith, she checked in. What's she, what's she doing up already this morning? She texted me and said she was on her way to Warren's Cranberry Fest. Well, she's going to... She's going to get a pretty good parking spot. Well, I would hope so. Unless she's going by way of Chicago. (laughs) I hope not. I'm pretty sure she has a direct route in there. She goes every year. I know she goes every year, but uh, 5.30 in the morning? Well, they open at 7. You know, you got to get those prime spots. Oh, I guess so. You know, when you don't don't drive the wax truck, you got to kind (laughs) of fight for your way in instead of just using the advertising. Yeah, that can happen. But uh, again, the Warren's Cranberry Festival, that is a big one and it's always the last full weekend of september so that's going on this weekend what else something close to your heart um world beef expo is happening down in milwaukee uh it's open shows they started yesterday and they're running through the day and then there's junior shows for the weekend so they'll be done this weekend anything else going on that we should uh, be mentioning well i gotta go collect up some cows so i'm looking for some volunteers just kidding why you got uh, they get out again 
No, we're going to collect them up so we process them tomorrow. Oh, okay. All right. So I'll be having probably not a lot of sleep Sunday night because I'll be crying. You are the cause. Yes. <laughs> but uh, no, I haven't heard of any church suppers or lutefisk feeds or anything else this weekend. Have you? I have not. All right. So. But but for next week, there's an on farm cow calf workshop. Start that's on Monday from five fifteen till eight o'clock, and that's in Buffalo County at the Jim Ellis Farm. Their address is actually Independence, but it's free. But the RSVP is required, so contact. Oh, they have some speakers, too, but contact uh, Buffalo County Extension to get you more information on that. All right, so some uh, things coming up, and if you're going to the Warren's Cranberry Festival, (laughs) I guess the idea is to get there early. (laughs) It'd be kind of cool if uh, you'd uh, find Kristen and, like, give her a penny and... And see see if she'll uh, give you some tips on the best thing to find down there at the Cranberry Festival. Yeah, she knows her way around, that's for sure. But if you're heading down there, enjoy it. It's always a big deal down there in Warren's at the Cranberry Festival. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 17 minutes before 6 o'clock. We'll get to markets and Brent this morning. But uh, what's the reason Kristen says she goes so early? Well, she wants a good parking spot, but she's going to get cheesecake on a stick. Okay, everything a... is served on a stick now. I don't know about, about all that, but uh, yeah, uh, we got that going on. So again, <laughs> keep up with it. Well, but, I think she probably should bring me back a sample. What uh, do you think? Well, you want to wait till Monday to eat it. That would be, <laughs> you enjoy it. Well, we've got markets to get to, and Brent is here too, but... Uh, you know, the dairy industry is looking so upward moving in price. We talked about butter being uh, up in the record territory the last few weeks. Of course, the holiday baking season is approaching, and the bakers, uh, the grocery stores need to have butter. Our July butter imports were up 59% from a year ago, most of that coming from Ireland, and butter production in the country has slowed since cream prices are above break-even costs, and also uh, cheese is doing all right. We're in the football season, and pizza sales are also way up right now. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's quarter to six. It's 44 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and heifers dollar twenty to a dollar forty six. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar twenty to a dollar forty two. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar thirty one to a dollar forty two. Choice Holstein steers a dollar twenty to a dollar thirty. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar nineteen and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from seventy eight to ninety four. We had a top of ninety five and a half. Sixty percent of cows sold from fifty three to seventy seven. The bottom twenty percent of cows sold from fifty two and down. Cow bulls sold from eighty five to a dollar five. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound up Holstein bull calves sold from fifty to one hundred and ten dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from fifty dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from one hundred to two hundred and seventy five dollars per head. Sows on Thursday sold from sixty two to seventy two. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, September twenty third, starting at noon. We will have a lot of good Holstein and beef feeders for that sale. We are expecting 200 to 250 head. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock and Altoona. Have a great day. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get markets from the Equity Stratford sale barn on this Friday morning. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, and a very good morning to you. Well, it's uh, uh, the temperatures that you've been giving around the state, relatively warm over here, uh, kind of uh, varying between 39 and 40, so we can handle that. So I, I would guess that... Uh, doesn't qualify as a frost yet. But no, next week maybe. no, not unless uh, they've changed the scales, but 39 or 40 isn't frost yet. But, uh, yeah, it's not far away, I'm afraid. Hey, wrap up the week for us over there at Stratford. 
I better do that. Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. And a summary from yesterday, Thursday, this past week here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the uh, market cows, conventional-type market cows. On the auction yesterday, high-yielding uh, fleshy TMR-fed Holstein cows and high-yielding beef cows in yesterday's sales, some selling from 77 to 90. And we uh, topped the cow market this week, 93 and a half uh, earlier in the week. Both of the cows this week sold between 60 and 77. And your thin cows, uh, light carcass, plainer cows, below the $60 money. On the uh, Fed cattle trade this week, choice grading Holstein steers were mostly from 122 to 132. Fancy high-yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins from 133 to a top at 142.5 on strictly prime Holsteins. Select grading cattle under finished cattle, 120 and below. Bull trade this week, better quality bulls, mostly from 93 up to a top of a dollar fifteen and a half. Lighter bulls below 90. Calf market, uh, mostly steady. Uh, better, be, better demand on the bull calves earlier in the week and uh, good quality, 92, 130-pound bull calves. Selling from 75 to 165. Fancy bull calves earlier in the week from 175 to a top of 190. Heifer calves, uh, mostly 50 and below. Beef calves, very strong all week, 150 to 375. And we did top at those at four. 25, that was on Monday's auction. And just a reminder, full marketing week next week here at Equity Stratford as we close out September. Just want to mention again, our, uh, we do have that special uh, uh, bread beef cow sale coming up. That will be on Wednesday, October 5th uh, at 12 noon on for bread beef cows. So if you've got cows to consign, just let us know. 715-687-4101. We'll be happy to put them on the consignment list for you. So, folks, enjoy the weekend. Uh, fall is here, but a lot of stuff going on yet. So we will talk to you guys next week and enjoy your weekend uh, again a lot of stuff going on and uh, uh where are the badges this week bob oh they're in columbus ohio oh yeah okay, always well. right uh, that's that's enough of that you have a good weekend we'll talk to you later you guys also thank you much there you go jerry fitzgerald over at the stratford sale barn they're in columbus but we'll be cheering hopefully they can pull one out and Brent Wink is here, but let's wrap up the markets. Board of Trade uh, overnight lower. December corn down eight cents, six seventy nine. The oats down eleven at four oh five. December wheat down thirteen at eight ninety seven. November beans down nine at fourteen forty eight. Soybean meal December down two fifty a ton. $426.40. And the country elevator prices? Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville locations. Corn's at six twenty, with soybeans at thirteen seventy seven. Doomer's grain of Holman, corn's at 619 with soybeans at 1380. On the DTN screen, corn today is uh, 626 in Arcadia. Baldwin, 621 and 1367 on the beans. In Duran, the corn is at 611, beans 1357. Mondovi, corn 616, beans 1367. At Elmwood, 621 and 1372. Fall Creek, 606 on the corn, 1342 on the beans. And at Osseo, corn is 626, beans 1372. Out at Elk Mound, 626 on the corn, 1375 on the beans. Sparta is at 657 and 1368. Ellsworth, 601 and 1342 ethanol plants. Boyceville, corn 636. Stanley, 630. New Richmond, 628. Barrel cheese, 219 a pound. Blocks now at $2. And the butter up two and a quarter at 313. September, class three down one, 1987. October down 24 at 2146. November down 16 at 2127. December down 22 at 2118. January at 2097. That's unchanged. And it's Friday morning, that means Brent Wink is with us as we cover the crops for Winfield United, the Ag Division of Land O'Lakes. And you've been out on the choppers watching them uh, and helping them take some corn silage off. What are you seeing? You know, that is well underway. A lot of corn silage harvest going on everywhere. Haven't gotten any yields or, or a farm yields, so hopefully next week we'll get to get to hear some of that but i know this week was crazy with that and what an amazing week it's been that really good heat early on in the week but then uh tuesday brought some hail and really uh, where we had hail that came through <clears throat> kind of from nourishment through glenwood city to nap area and then another storm uh came through the hudson river falls Ellsworth, I had hail reports down uh, south of here, down near Pigeon Falls, uh, kind of south of Osseo at some different farms, and just amazing the uh, some of the size of the hail, baseball size hail uh, in some of the areas that knocked out windows of vehicles and things. So the areas that it was did a lot of damage to roofs and vehicles. From a crop standpoint, I know some of the adjusters are out. Uh, my 
crop insurance adjuster called us the very next morning, and adjusters have been out. With hail that big, it usually doesn't uh, do a lot of crop damage this late in the season, but uh, some of the soybeans that are maturing, uh, it was knocking some of the beans out of the pod. So there there probably will be some small claims in some of that, but uh, it was... uh, you know, smaller hail that lasts mm-hmm. a lot longer would have certainly did a lot more damage. But certainly in the areas that it came through, it was um, was some damage with that. But then kind of yesterday we had a chance. We were out at the Menominee Answer Plot. A lot of the agronomists from River Country Co-op, Synergy Co-op, and Alcivia had a chance to work with agronomists and all the different seed reps and just looking at kind of what's going on in the field. And, and it's... Uh, you know, great for these agronomists to spend a lot of time this time of year. You can see how that crop is maturing. You can kind of grade some of the soybean varieties and some of the corn hybrids. How are they finishing the season? What's their stock integrity in the corn? Uh, just to kind of get an idea. And so it's it's really nice to be able to see things just prior to harvest and have a good indication before combines get rolling of uh, what's working and what's really looking uh, good for the season. So. We had that yesterday, and then today uh, I've got a plot down at Dan Von Hayden's down west of Augusta, on uh, kind of near the intersections of County Double J and County V. And uh, Alcivia's got a plot down there from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. So if you're passing through the area, you can stop in. We will not have cheesecake on a stick. So, <laughs> Kristen, you keep going to Warren's, but... Uh, There'll definitely be some dinner served up down at Dan Von Hayden's. Oh, that's good. What are you going to look at, corn and beans? Or? Uh, there'll just be a corn plot down there, but we'll actually be talking about some of the agronomy topics that we've seen throughout the year. And, and again, all the different uh, seed corn companies will be present, as well as Alcivia giving some fertilizer updates and some different things going on here this fall. All right. Uh, should be an interesting uh, harvest, but, uh, boy, these cold nights are not helping us finish is it no we're not going to accumulate many growing degree units so you know that's kind of one of the fear with the late planted corn and we were talking about that yesterday with uh some of this later planted corn it's if frost comes too soon um it might be all over but again just get out take a look see where we're at but uh the next seven days does not look very good for uh, heat units accumulating. Oh, that is for sure. But uh, we'll keep on keeping on. Thanks, Brent. You bet. You guys have a great weekend. Brent Wink with us once again as we cover the crops during the planting, growing, and harvesting season, courtesy of Winfield United Ag Division of Land Lakes. And uh, once again, cool. 44 right now, 60 today, and maybe a chance of showers later on, but lots of things going on. If you're going down towards Milwaukee Beef Expo, if you're going down to Cranberry Festival of Warrens, or you're just going out in the field to chop corn, do it safely. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.